0: we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 13th, 2014. Continuing on, again, this is a whole other aspect to the whole border situation. Next report, Muslim terrorists are paying $50,000 to sneak across the U.S. southern border. Not to say all of them are paying that, but some are. I think I would have to think the ones that are more high profile, the ones that are more, have a higher satanic Islamic mission, I could see that more so. There have been lots of talking heads recently spouting fears of terror attacks on U.S. soil. In fact, Dick Cheney recently predicted the future attacks may be worse than 9-11. Kim Paxton reports, now the terribly unsavory former vice president and convicted war criminal Dick Cheney has added his voice to the chorus of impending doom. Let me just say this. Dick Cheney, from everything I've ever read about this guy, has got to be one of the most wicked, evil, sadistic, perverted devils that have ever walked the earth. I mean, seriously, this guy is pure evil. So, considering the source here, he's got some links here, Convicted war criminal um, that uh, you can click on about his war crimes. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I'll just leave it at that. Former Vice President Dick Cheney on Tuesday predicted there would be an attack on the United States within the next decade that is far deadlier than September 11, 2001. The attacks of that date. Cheney said, I doubt it he told that to uh, conservative radio host Hugh Hewitt when asked if he thinks the U.S. would get through this decade without another massive attack on the homeland. Considering he was the one behind 9-11, and again, if you don't believe that, Keen, 9-11 loose change, architects for 9-11, engineers for 9-11, oh my word, there's so many documentaries exposing 9-11, and all of the overt things that it was an absolute, total government-orchestrated event. Just avail yourself to those resources if you haven't. This is the guy that was behind 9-11 that says he does not think we're going to get out of this decade without another far greater attack than 9-11, another massive attack on the homeland, He says, I think there will be another attack, and next time I think it's going to be far deadlier than the last one. Imagine what would happen if somebody could uh, smuggle a nuclear device, put it in a shipping container, and then drive it down the Beltway outside of Washington, D.C. Ironically, there are now two stories floating around of stolen nuclear devices or materials in the news. One theft was in Mexico. And the other has just been reported in Iraq. There's links to those stories. Do you ever get the impression that the news, whether true or not, follows a certain preset script? Now adding fuel to the fire, Greg Corombo's is reporting that people are paying as much as $50,000 to cross the southern border and that they are typically either from Middle East or China. A filmmaker with extensive knowledge of the current border crisis says the chaos is exactly what President Obama wants and planned for. Absolutely. And he says the current media fixation on abandoned children means criminals, drug smugglers, and terrorists are coming to the United States without even being noticed. Now, couple that with what we just talked about, how 70% of the border agents have been told to stand down and the remaining are most likely, you know, (laughs) trying. it it would be like trying to put out a major... Uh, forest fire with a garden hose. It can't be done. So that's going to also make the situation a lot worse. Dennis Michael Lynch directed and produced, it's called They Come to America, and They Come to America 2, and there's a link to those, and has an extensive daily contact with the U.S. Border Patrol agents about the true state of U.S.-Mexico border. He says there are essentially four groups of people pouring across the border. Families of various sizes, unaccompanied minors, drug smugglers, career criminals, and terrorists. Lynch said, while the media's focus is on the kids, really bad people are easily slipping into the country, and that's why they want us to get us all focused on the children. <clears throat> it's like, you know, a magician. Look at my right hand while he's doing whatever he's trying to trick you with in the left. This is exactly what's going on here. I can tell you from the people I speak to in the Border Patrol, who are in the Intelligence Unit, that they have told me that gang members are receiving as much as $50,000 per head to bring a person through. Those people are typically from the Middle East or from China. Said Lynch, who predicts the people waltzing into this country will perpetuate an attack on the U.S. that will rival or exceed 9-11. You will absolutely see terror attacks. They may not come in the form of airplanes crashing into buildings, but they're going to come. Um, <clears throat> okay. But they're going to come in different ways. Water treatment plants, electrical grids, you name it. And again, this is exactly what I've been saying. You know, go poison. When we were out in California, uh, we hiked a, a reservoir um, in, you know, I think it was that Los Baños area, we, we hiked around it, and I mean, <clears throat> it would have been unbelievably easy to poison something like that, if you had the right chemicals. So in other words, it's very easy for anyone to have access to just the reservoirs alone. And it's not like the electrical grid is, is guarded. It's too vast. And then there's a myriad of other ways. They can release biologicals and things of this nature. So... Again, he's confirming what I've, I've said many times in the past here. Uh, let's go further here. <clears throat> let's see here. So, $50,000 is a lot of cash to simply sneak into a country that the Arab world generally despises. And the fact that they are paying that much seems to project a sense of urgency. You know what I mean? Fifty grand. If you didn't have to get across right away, you might try your luck at catching the train a few times. Or trying to just smuggle through with the rest of the illegal I mean, considering most of them are getting through right now anyway, the vast majority, you got 70% of the border agents on stand-down. You know. So, why would you pay 50 grand if it wasn't of the utmost importance to get across and to be guaranteed that you're going to get across. You know? That's something else to really think about. Think back to the 2010 report when savvy journalists were able to shed light on the lesser talked about problems at the southern border. Terrorist-tied individuals have now been pouring into the U.S. for years, and our government has done little or nothing to stop it. Now I'm going to play a brief, a couple brief videos here from a just a mainstream local news that confirms exactly what we're talking about here.
1: Nearly nine years after 9-11, the United States is still facing a major terror threat. You may be surprised to learn who agents are catching trying to cross the border from Mexico. We reviewed congressional reports and traveled to the southwest to find a threat that affects us here in metro Atlanta.
0: Now, this was uploaded, this video, was uploaded on May 10, 2010. So, over four years ago, and this is, you know, only escalated since then, obviously.
1: Patrol uses choppers, ATVs, and horses to patrol the 2,000-mile southwest border. Most of the illegals caught crossing are from Mexico or South America. But thousands are classified as OTMs, other than Mexicans, including hundreds from nations that sponsor terror. These are the records we obtained at this federal detention center near Phoenix, Arizona. We found illegals from Afghanistan, Egypt, Iran, Iraq, Pakistan, Sudan, and Yemen in custody. We have left the back door to the United States open. Former Arizona Congressman J.D. Hayworth has seen the intelligence reports. And we have to understand that there are people who definitely mean to do us harm who have crossed that border this arizona rancher doesn't want to be identified be- oh come on they all
0: had i heart america shirts on and we know it so i don't even want to hear that nonsense
1: because he fears the mexican cartels who smuggled drugs and people near his property this muslim prayer rug was found on his ranch just one more indicator that there's a whole lot more than just a few poor mexicans coming into the united <laughs> states there's more this can so he found a,
0: a muslim prayer rug on his ranch Okay. There was another one found the other day, I believe in Arizona, and it, it made the, the Drudge Report as well. I mean, th- but these things are found all the time. It's not like just one is found per year. Okay, um, And normally, you know, they would take those prayer rugs, but maybe there was a sense of urgency. Maybe they were bowing to Mecca, whatever, like they are supposed to do, you know, whatever, how many times per day in, in the honor of Allah. And something came up, and they had to get out of there, and they had to skedaddle. And as a result, he had to leave the old uh, cursed Islamic uh, prayer rug behind, which is really a shame. I mean, you know, you got to feel for
1: him. A report on border threats confirms members of Hezbollah have crossed the southwest border. It also contains photos of military jackets found on the border. The Arab insignia reads, Martyr, way to eternal life.
0: Okay, so these are insignias on military jackets found on the border with in Arabic saying Martyr, way to eternal life. I mean, that you know, there's no red flags there.
1: The other depicts a plane crashing into the twin towers. The American. I mean,
0: a plane crashing into the twin towers, and you know this is common occurrence. The
1: public has been kept in the dark about this whole issue. Dave Stoddard was a border patrol agent for twenty years. He worries about the dangerous people who get through and may be living among us. In my experience,
0: uh, for every one apprehended, there was at least ten. That would escape apprehension. They can- okay, now this is a retired Border Patrol agent. And he's saying they only caught one in ten? And this was like, I don't know when he retired, but this was like, you know, before 2010. Can you imagine what the statistic is now? Well, they're not even trying to catch him now. I mean, it's come one, come all. A big free-for-all. Why don't they have an ice cream truck at the borderline where they just hand out, you know, you know, those Super Pop bars and, and the ice cream sandwiches and stuff, you know, just for a little welcome welcome wagon present type thing.
1: Congressional report also reveals the route Middle Easterners take. They travel from Europe to South America to the tri-border region where they learn to speak Spanish, then travel to Mexico and blend in with other illegals heading to this country. See, this is how
0: serious they're taking it. They're literally getting training to blend in with the Mexicans in Central America before they ever even attempt to make the crossing. They're doing it the right way. If, if you're going to be satanic about it, you, you want to do it you know, full-heartedly for Lucifer and, and they're doing this the right way. One of the world's most wanted
1: terrorists was actually spotted in Atlanta, and speculation is that he came up through the mountains into this country through the Mexican border. Adnan Shurkajuma is a Saudi Arabian pilot and bomb expert with a $5 million bounty on his head. Federal agents verified he spent time in Atlanta just prior to 9-11 and left on a bus. In 2004, Shurkajuma was one of seven al-Qaeda members the feds were looking for after they were spotted in Central America and believed to be heading for the U.S. The most grave concern from the congressional report that Mexican drug cartels will help terrorists smuggle
0: weapons across remote border crossings. Remember what I said, the Sinaloa cartel, that the thing pointed out that they are absolutely yoked up with Hezbollah and Hamas. So they've got a group, they've got a common enemy, America. Okay. Um, and they are... Even though the CIA is yoked up with them, the CIA wants the destruction of America, just like Obama. Even though you think, why would they want to destroy themselves? Well, it's not so much destroying them. They know that they'll be there when the, when the, when the ashes are there and the ruins of, of the country are still there. What they really want them to focus on uh, is the patriot community, the Bible-believing Christians, the pro-lifers, the anybody that stands for righteousness. They're the ones that are going to have to go. And they're going to use, like, Hamas and Hezbollah and these drug cartels and the the MS-13 gangs and all the other gangs in order to do um, their satanic bidding when it all comes down to it.
1: Because if we learn nothing from 9-11, certainly we should have learned that borders are important And former Arizona Governor Janet Napolitano is now Secretary of Homeland Security. We wanted to ask her
0: about the border threat, but our request for an interview was never answered. Oh, well, you know, she's so transparent. I I don't understand why he would do... Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, she would do such a thing. So it is unclear when this follow-up piece was published, this next video we're going to watch. But the YouTube version we were using was actually released in February of this year. So we're going to uh, uh, hear a follow-up piece to the video... That we just heard, and let's see if we can get that to play. Homeland
1: Security said there's no credible information terrorists are operating at the border. So we went back and found government...
0: No, no credible information. And we have that report from 2010. We have the Border Patrol agents finding these prayer rugs, these, these Islamic insignias. The people that they're apprehending are are, you know, thousands of them, according to their, from all of these Middle Eastern countries where terrorist ties. some of them are overt terrorists, but there's no, there's no evidence of it at all. There's none, according to Satan.
1: ...documents that contradict that. The Border Patrol has captured thousands of people called OTMs, other than Mexicans. Many are from nations that have harbored terrorists, like Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Sudan, Somalia, Pakistan, and Yemen. The federal government calls people from those nations SIAs, or special interest aliens. The government has offered very little detail about the number of actual terrorists caught on the border. Retired INS agent Michael Cutler says the terrorist border threat has been covered up. The government is attempting to keep the citizens of our country like a bunch of mushrooms. You know, keep us in the dark and feed us a lot of uh, manure. Government officials have denied terrorists have crossed our open borders, but Channel 2 Action News has proof they have. These federal court documents, filed in San Antonio federal court in May, reveal an indictment against Ahmed Muhammad Dakani for smuggling hundreds of people from Brazil to Mexico and into the U.S. Among them, Somalis from the terrorist group Al-Shabaab, a group responsible for terror attacks and suicide bombings around the globe. And to this day, we do not know where those 300 uh, Somalis are, uh, but we know they're in the United States. And there's this 2009 GAO report confirming that terrorists have been picked up inside the U.S. after crossing the southwest border. The report reveals three known terrorists were arrested at a U.S. Border Patrol checkpoint like the one we're approaching. No other information was released. Texas Congressman Michael McCall has seen the intelligence reports. There are many people not only being apprehended, but I think slipping through the ranks on our southern flank. While the feds have kept the terror threat secret, intelligence officials have admitted on the record there is a problem. In 2007, former National Intelligence Director Mike McConnell made this rare admission to the El Paso Times. Terrorists have been caught trying to cross the Mexican border, and these interdictions saved American lives. While just about all information about terror arrests is kept from the public, border sheriffs are fully aware of the terror threat. See,
0: notice he said all this information is kept from the public. And you have to think, well, why is this news? Well, they're a local news station that that I I believe that's in this area, in the Arizona area, or in in a border area, and they're able to get away with this. Of course, they were probably reprimanded for this, and, and whoever was responsible for this was probably terminated after the fact. But locally, they're allowed sometimes to let this stuff slip through. You know, but on a national level, notice we've never heard a report like this on a national level. There's intelligence that we have that is very troubling, that is not open and available to the public.
1: Arizona Sheriff Paul Babo says the president shouldn't seal the information. Americans want to know, especially uh, the threats that exist right here in our own country. The border threat is no secret to our enemies. Extremists have vowed to use the southern border to attack the US. Kuwaiti Professor Abdallah Nafisi made this chilling speech encouraging terrorists to smuggle weapons of mass destruction into the United States.
0: Four pounds of anthrax is and this is this this demon-possessed vessel of Satan, turban wearing, demon-possessed devil, probably pedophile, because they can, you know, do that in the name of Allah, no problem. And he's telling his demon-possessed followers to get four pounds of anthrax in a big, in a big suitcase. And he's saying how big, how big it needs to be.
1: Four pounds of anthrax in a suitcase this big, carried by a fighter through a tunnel from Mexico into the U.S., are guaranteed to kill 330,000 Americans in a single hour.
0: 330,000 Americans. He's, he's laughing. He's smiling as he's saying all this. This is the religion of peace. Of love, peace, and tolerance. That I mean, I really think he should be the national, worldwide spokesperson for Islam. You know, because, I mean, hey, you know, only 330,000 people in one hour killed? I mean, that's, that's really spreading the Islamic love, I'll tell you. What a guy. But again, that's what Islam is all about. Death and destruction and evil.
1: And we ask why all the secrecy surrounding the terror threat. Some critics say it's politics and centers around the debate over amnesty for illegals.
0: That and all of the other reasons we've covered today. So, um, so it would seem that we're being set up for something very horrible that will happen on U.S. soil. Would it surprise you in the least? After all... Uh. We do have a satanic, demon possessed, gay, sodomite, Islamic, Muslim loving, terrorist tied president named Barack Hussein Obama in the White House. So, really don't need, need to know any more than that. Um, let's see here. Okay, so let's go to the next report. <clears throat> next fun filled report. Let's see here. Just released graphic video uncensored on live leak. ISIS beheads Tatar Iraqi general. Infidels from the West are next on the agenda. Now, I didn't even post the link for this. I don't ever watch stuff like this. I don't I don't watch live beheadings or people getting hacked. I, I, I don't want to really, I don't want to set that before my eyes. The Bible says, set no wicked thing before your eyes. To me, that is just, I don't see what benefit there is. Other than getting me absolutely heartbroken, enraged, depressed, you name it. I just don't see what benefit there is at all in in doing that. So, I don't even have the link in here. If you really wanted to, you could probably click on one of the links for this article, for this report. I just don't see any reason. Anyway, this is a live beheading broadcast to the world by ISIS. They want to make sure they show how wonderful and how tolerant and how loving they are. I think the word loving really describes Islam best. You know, tender-hearted Loving, you know, because they, they're all that and more. It evidently it's extremely graphic, and they are sending a message to the West. The American people need to understand that the leader of ISIS was released from the U.S. custody in Iraq by President Barack Obama um, during his Iraqi troop, troop withdrawal from last year. Okay? So the leader, the current leader of ISIS, was released from U.S. custody in Iraq by President Obama, Barack Obama, during his troop withdrawal from last year. And this is the the currently the the worst threat worldwide that we're seeing on a terroristic level. And guess who released him last year? Good old President Barack Obama. The CIA has organized this ISIS terrorist group. They're the ones that have organized it. And Barack Obama released its leader. Then they opened America's southern borders for manpower, weapons, and supplies so they can be moved into America with no resistance. Hey, when you tell 70% of the Border Patrol to stand down, you know, and you probably have the other 30% doing paperwork, they don't want any resistance. They want totally open borders. Then Obama releases the Gitmo 5 to join their Islamic brothers and bring jihad to America. Remember that? They traded they traded him for that traitor, that American traitor. Five high-level terrorists that will kill hundreds or thousands that they released so we can get one traitor back who's pro-Islamic? Why doesn't that surprise me? Now Obama opens America's southern borders for a free flow of illegal immigrants from all over the world to walk right into the United States as they please. How many of these ISIS fighters are now entering America and preparing for jihad and to install an Islamic caliphate? That is the question I have not heard anyone asking yet. Remember, they want to rule the world. I'm not going to say God's going to let them, but that's what their goal is. Fox News' Janine Pirro reported to the nation that the ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was in U.S. custody and released in 2009 during President Obama's presidency. The implication being that the president has a history of releasing dangerous Muslim prisoners, including one who went on to form the group currently slaughtering its way across Iraq and elsewhere. Indeed, Michael Daly, writing for the, for the Daily Beast, took up the story and went further. When al-Baghdadi walked away from the U.S. detention camp in 2009, the future leader of ISIS issued some chilling final words to the reservists from Long Island. The chilling words were reported by Army Colonel Kenneth King, the commanding officer of Camp Buca in 2009, and said to be al-Baghdadi telling the camp as he left that he would, quote, see you in New York, end of quote. Okay, we know what happened there last time. Even though the government orchestrated it, they blamed it all on Islam. And I'm sure if Islam could have pulled that off, if they could have flew planes with precision, pinpoint accuracy into the World Trade Centers, they would have done that. But they needed a little help on our end. you know. Hence Dick Cheney, Bush, the whole nine yards again. Go see Loose Change 9-11 and Architects for 9-11 and all of the other organizations out there that have totally debunked the satanic lies of the government that they've tried to feed us over that whole thing. Anyway, let's go further here. I mean, don't think I'm cynical about it. I mean, I'm really not. I'm I'm really, you know, very optimistic about the whole governmental narrative there. I mean, I believe every word of it. So, let's go further here. Um, And the source of the story, Colonel King, goes on to express his anger at the release of al-Baghdadi, In 2009, he said, "Quote: We spent how many missions and how many soldiers were put at risk when we caught this guy, and we just release him, just like they did to the Gitmo Five for that U.S. traitor." Well, of course, Obama's a Muslim. Okay, his handlers are all pro-Muslim. We're in a pro-Muslim world. They're the religion of peace. They're going to get every favor that you can imagine. Of course, they cannot be demonized. No, no, they're, they're a wonderful religion of peace. So, um, the story went international. The Daily Mail over here in the UK, taking it up and capitalizing the word set free for extra effect. When they published the title, revealed how Obama set free the merciless terrorist warlord now leading the ISIS horde, blazing a trail of destruction through Iraq. Nice light-hearted little title there. So to summarize, according to the right-wing press and TV networks, Al-Baghdadi, the leader of ISIS of 2014, was released from U.S. custody in 2009, handed, handed to the Iraqis, probably due to an amnesty granted to the insurgents at the behest of the Obama administration. Also, a U.S. intelligence report tells us that the Pentagon considered al-Baghdadi to be incredibly dangerous, saying, quote, he would kidnap individuals or entire families, accuse them, pronounce sentence, and then publicly execute them. Well, that's the kind of guy that they want in command. They want a guy like that at the head of, of any type of Islamic terrorist cell. I mean, that's, that's the deal. Okay, so that concludes the main part of the study. I'm going to try, it's really hard with this much info to cover, but I'm going to try to do, try to go back and do like a little health corner at the end of every study, just to get a little bit in. Um, this one, I'm talking about iron. And... Um, One of the products I've seen work really well, and I see with iron, particularly with women, uh, you have to be really careful, because most of the iron that is prescribed, like to women that are pregnant, or in a health food store, most of it is unmitigated garbage. Most of it is undigestible. Sometimes they even give you iron oxide, which if you look at what iron oxide is chemically, it is rust. That's what iron oxide is. It's oxidized iron, which is what happens when water hits it and it oxidizes and it turns to rust. Okay, So there's different forms of iron. You want to make sure you're getting um, a whole food iron, uh, preferably. The one I use, recommend, is the Iron Response by Innate. Um, stuff works really good. It's about as quick acting as any iron I've ever seen. It's actually a food state iron, meaning that it's literally derived from a food and not a chemical like most vitamins and minerals are derived from coal tar. Uh, Many of the vitamins, many of the B vitamins are literally derived from coal tar. And and, any time you get into any type of mass-produced vitamin, typically you're going to be dealing with with, um, synthetic vitamins, minerals, or, or inorganic minerals that are undigestible. And so... It uses an iron, uh, uh, food state iron, vitamin C, folate, and vitamin B12. See, these are all things you need with the iron in order for it to work properly. If you don't have the other things with it, it can't be processed. It's hard enough. Iron is is not the easiest thing for your body to process as it is, and you want to make sure you're optimizing all of your conditions there. Um, It also has beetroot in it, which also builds the blood up. That's why a lot of times God puts things on this planet, certain things, And literally, they're associated with things that they do in the Bible. Like, for instance, the kidney bean is extremely good for your kidneys. Did you know that? And guess what? The kidney bean is the same color as your kidneys. It's that same dark crimson vermilion carmine type color as your kidneys. And a kidney bean is the same thing. And it's even shaped like your kidneys. So, I mean, that doesn't always apply, but, you know, it's like God has a sense of humor, almost. It's almost like with certain things. And um, beets nourish the blood, and um, the blood is obviously a dark red, as beets are. So that's also kind of interesting. Beets are also very good for um, the liver, and particularly the gallbladder, in keeping that all functioning properly. A lot of the products that I use are for have beets as one of the main constituents for basically any liver protocol I prescribe is for that. Um, Low iron symptoms, okay, these are some low iron symptoms in children. There are many reasons for children to suffer the iron deficiency apart from a poor diet and the inability to absorb iron from foods. Iron deficiency in children may also occur due to um, long-term slow blood loss and rapid growth. Oh yeah, that's another thing. You can literally take, and I've seen, you can go up on the YouTube and see, you can try it yourself. You can literally, like, where they put this, this, um, this inorganic garbage iron in things like cornflakes and in cereal products, you can literally go up there and, um, I forget exactly how you do it, but I think you do it on a plate, like you put the cornflakes on a plate or something and, and, um. You put a magnet underneath, the, the, like a paper plate, and you can actually get the iron filaments to actually come out of the cereal. And I'm not, I am not—I may be describing it the wrong way. I have sent out that video a couple times on my, on my newsletter list. It's just so much to try to keep track of. You can't even do it. And you can literally see the iron filaments come out of the cereal and attach to the magnet because they're magnetic. It's iron. Okay, magnets attract iron. And that is a very, very, very bad inorganic form of iron you're dealing with there. You do not want to be putting that in your body. You're actually doing more harm to yourself than you would be doing good. So that's another thing that is interesting. You can look that up on YouTube. I'm sure you can find it easily. Uh, Iron deficiency in children may occur due to long-term slow blood loss and rapid growth. Children absorb only 10% of the iron through their food intake. Well, again, I think that depends on the form you're taking in. Um, yeah, if it's, if it's, if it's like the, <laughs> um, Lucky Charms, they're magically delicious with a little demonically inspired leprechaun on the box. Yeah, I mean, you, you probably may, maybe absorb 10% of that really, really nasty inorganic iron in the, um, Lucky Charms with all of the little, um, demonically inspired shapes and sizes, sure. Sure. So anyway, I, I think it depends on the form. Therefore, it is necessary for them to receive uh, 8 to 10 milligrams of iron a day. Again, I think that would really depend on the form. Children with iron deficiency may suffer from such such symptoms as extreme fussiness, having a short attention span, uh, slow growth, slower growth than other children, may develop their motor skills slower than others. Um, <clears throat> let's go further here. Low iron symptoms in adults. Iron deficiency can occur in children and adults. Adults experience different symptoms than children with the lack of iron in the blood. Women are at a seven times higher risk of developing iron deficiency anemia than men. Women lose more blood than men because of their monthly period and also during childbirth. They're losing that blood supply once a month. As a result, they're losing a lot more blood. Iron is a large constituent of blood, has a lot to do with red blood cell formation, things of this nature. Therefore, they lose it a lot more. And therefore, there's a seven times higher risk of them becoming anemic. As a result of that, they may also lose iron during pregnancy and in breastfeeding as these nutrients are transferred to the baby. The woman's body will literally cannibalize itself in order to not only make a baby in the womb, but in breastfeeding afterward to keep the baby healthy. So a woman's body will sacrifice itself in order to do in order to do, to do that and that's why it's so important for a woman to be on a really good prenatal I think the best one that's made is is innate the same company that makes this one um, they make a um, a trimester one and two prenatal and then a trimester three and then a post trimester It's two different things because your nutrient needs Change over the course of the formation of the baby in your womb. Okay, so it's good to be on like the trimester one or two, even prior to being pregnant, would be good. Uh, minimum dosage is like two per day, and a big bottle of 120 lasts you two months. It, the garbage they give at the pediatricians or whatever, the the baby doctors, that is beyond mega garbage. Not only do they give iron that will constipate you and your body cannot possibly absorb or only absorb a tiny portion of it, but then they give the prenatals, which are totally synthetic, totally inorganic. They don't know what they're doing when it comes to nutrition. You'd be better off going to an auto mechanic and asking them nutritional advice regarding this t- type of stuff. They don't know what they're doing. So that's probably the best prenatal that I know of. And then I think the other thing, if, you're, if there's there's two things I would say is absolutely essential. A good prenatal, and a good fish oil that has been either molecularly distilled or screened for heavy metals and or radiation because of Fukushima and these types of things. So um, that's the other thing that I would look at heavily. Um, there's, there's, there's good ones even at health food stores. Uh, Nordic Naturals is, I believe, a very good brand there. Uh, for that, I know they screen. I am pretty sure they do full screenings, but there's a lot of different selection there regarding Nordic Naturals. That would be a good one. Um, Standard Process has the Cod Liver Oil. It's one of the ones I use. And then also the tuna Omega-3. Uh, I actually took a radiation meter the other day and literally dumped out a whole bunch of tuna Omega-3. Because I've called Standard Process and I said, listen... this stuff, I I said, I need to know if it's screened for radiation. And they kind of like gave me a half-hearted yes in this. I'm like, I need to know more than that. So I ordered a radiation meter, and I literally took a whole, and and I took this thing out to, uh, I I mentioned earlier, I went to California. I took it out to uh, San Diego and San Francisco. I really didn't get near enough the water in San Francisco, but I didn't pick up any spikes when I was out there. Okay, of anything of any significance. It doesn't mean that what I reported on the past didn't happen, but I didn't actually get to the beach in... Um, I did in San Diego, but I didn't in San Francisco. I have never felt evil like I felt in San Francisco. I had to literally get out of there. We, was, we were literally there five days before they were going to have their big gay parade. and I'm telling you, I have never in my life gone into a city... And experienced that level of just, I have got to get out of here. I told you about how I felt about going into Miami. To me, San Francisco blew it away. I just couldn't handle it. I I had to, when we we leave, I couldn't have got out of there quick enough. Did kind of get near the water. Um, The radiation meter didn't register okay, so I'm not saying there's not a problem with Fukushima, okay, I didn't get near the water, I didn't get near their seafood that was coming out of there, but I wanted to take it out there just to do a couple of my own readings, and, um, anyway, I, I took the, the radiation meter the other day, and I put it right over the Tune Omega 3 from Standard Process, and it was zero, 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 and I let it work the full four cycles, so I know there's no radiation problems with the tuna Omega 3 that I'm carrying from Standard Process, um, Anyway, that's something to think about there. Uh, so those are the two main things for pregnant women. Okay? And you could, theoretically, if you wanted to take a little extra iron, no problem there. You know, not to say there's not enough in the in the uh, trimester 1 and 2 and the trimester 3 and post. You know, that's that's kind of optional. Maybe take one every few days if you wanted to do that. So, anyway, because um, I get a lot of questions about the prenatals in and. And Nate's the only one that I know of that has the, um, the uh, food state, the, where the all the nutrients are literally derived from food. So those are the ones I carry. Um, if you're interested, just let me know, and I can tell you about that. I can't sell these things online. Uh, people ask me, why can't you sell your Standard Process? And these are professional lines that I use, okay? And Standard Process, oh, oh probably 10 years ago, came out with a sweeping thing saying, listen... Um, we're going to ban all internet sales unless the patient essentially goes through this extensive consultation process where they literally become your patient. So I cannot have a website. I actually was even putting together one at the time where I could actually sell these online, and they're like, no, we're not going to permit this, and we're going to stop this, and there's too many unscrupulous people out there getting a hold of the standard process nutrients and selling them in bulk and undercutting the doctors. And so I I never was able to really pursue that. And so that's why I can't have websites where I'm selling these professional things online. If I did that, I'd have to have these huge patient consultations. I'd have to take them on as patients. And it's, a, it's just a mess. Okay? So essentially when I talk to people and stuff, it's like getting a consultation. And... This is what I did for years and charged for. And although I don't, <laughs> although I tell people to keep questions as short as possible, and a lot of times people email me a laundry list of things, and i I can't help them. I just can't do it. There's not enough time in the day for one person to do everything regarding this ministry and answer monstrously long health things. I, and I can't take, and I'm not going to take on people as patients anymore either. I just don't have time to do that. I'm not going to act as a doctor. But I can try to help you get with um, maybe the right product, facilitate that, or maybe if there's something else that that you know, a lot of times I have a word document, I can pop out um, to to the person, and yeah. In fact, I was going to make a couple things about that. So yeah, that's what I that's what I do, and 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 I'm probably one of the the better ones up there as far as obtaining these nutrients because I don't make you jump through the mega hoops that other places might make you jump through in order to get the products. So, because I'm actually doing my consulting online. Okay. And also, as a favor to me, if you place an order on the dr-johnson.com website, which is the site that only sells in five miles silver protein, If you do that, I would appreciate if you would just pop me an email and let me know maybe even a copy of the receipt or a copy of what you ordered and kind of when you ordered it. Anything like that would be appreciated. I'm just trying to police that website because that's not my website. That is InVive's website, and I've had it since 2006. I did it that way because I wanted them to handle the orders because when I went on tour in 2006, did that 14 city tour, I just wasn't able to process orders. I wanted them to handle it. And I'm just trying to police that. And I'd appreciate anybody that places an order at the uh, dr-johnson.com. Just let me know. I, I would appreciate it. Um, and um, I will, in exchange for doing that, and you remind me, I will send you the documents on the mild silver protein the invite. Now, I'll do this anyway. It's not like I'm going to hold anybody's, you know, <laughs> threaten somebody, but I'll do this for anybody that acts. But I have documents that pertain to the mild silver protein, um, a lot of different informational things that would be informative for you to have if you have ordered the mild silver protein because you just can't get it off the website. It's it's impossible. The That website's a mess. It's put up there by it's, it's It's kind of a... If you really start going into it, it, it's not very well organized. And I've tried to kind of organize and do a synopsis of a lot of the different questions that come up about the mouseover protein in the word documents that I have. So I will, I will send that to you, and um, you can go from there. Another thing I wanted to talk about, just real quick, is a, a site called Ghostery. dot com, which is a it blocks tracking. Now I have no no vested interest in this. I just found out about it not too long ago. And what it does is it blocks all of the different tracking when you visit a website that, that's going. And it literally runs like in the background. I'm, I'm clicking on it right now. It's a little blue ghost, and um, you know, which I know is probably you know that's obviously symbolic of a demon or a devil. But anyway, it's like Casper the Friendly Ghost, though. so now we must make an exception. No, just kidding. Anyway, so you go up to like, okay, let's say we go up to um, CNN, Communist News Network, and it says the little ghost has a number 12 in front of it. So I click on that, and it shows me all the things it's blocking. Now, I had to, when I originally started this, I had to go and designate these things to be blocked. It won't do it automatically. You have to literally do it. Okay, so it's blocking chartbeat which is an analytics it's blocking double click dart which is advertising it's blocking dynamic logic which are beacons it's blocking facebook connect which is widgets and social um, it's blocking inside express analytics and, and analytics and so it blocks all these different things and now sometimes if you block everything and you're trying to watch a video on the site like on the weather channel you can't block all them because some of those are have to do with the video player. And I mean, if you want to watch videos, you're going to have to unblock those. But it's still blocking a ton of stuff. And this has to do with privacy. It's totally free. And it remembers what you put in here. And, and it's ghostry. G-H-O-S-T, ghost. And then Uri, E-R-Y, dot com. You can go up there and um, do a free. And just, by the way, just so you know... Um, When you go to contendingfortruth.com, it's a zero. There are almost, I can't even find a site, hardly any sites that are zero. I have no tracking whatsoever on our website. Okay, so I just wanted to let you know I am am very, very un-Big Brother and hopefully practice what I preach. Anyway, I just wanted to kind of go over that real quick. So now, let's go back to the iron thing. Uh, let's see. Young women aged 14 to 18 require at least 15 milligrams of iron per day. Women over the age of 19 require, over the age of 19 through 50 require 18 milligrams, while pregnant women may require 27 milligrams of iron per day. But again, I think that the form is very important, is more important than, you know, the actual milligrams required, but there's obviously, there's more of a need When you're in menses, when you're pregnant, these types of breastfeeding, there's going to be a higher need for all trace minerals, including iron. And let's go further here. Adult men, however, only require approximately 8 milligrams of iron per day. However, men, too, suffer with iron deficiency. Now, we're going to discuss the flip side of that a little bit in a second. Okay, so bear with me. Common symptoms for adult men and women with iron deficiency include... Fatigue being the number one. Oxygen is used by the body for energy as it is reactive. It is used to help break the bonds of glucose and release energy that we need. And likewise, it is used to break down fat. Iron is, you can't, well, you can't break down fat efficiently without iron. I didn't know that until I started researching this. I knew iron did a lot of stuff, but I didn't know you had to have it to break down fat. Fat. Okay, Uh, this is why during cardiovascular exercise, we pant and draw deeper breaths as we are using that to break down glucose and glycogen stores, and I guess in fat too, in order to use them for energy and fuel our activities. When you have low iron, this means that you can't as easily get oxygen around the body and that in turn will result in you feeling like you have less energy and are less able to get up and go. Now, please bear in mind, there are like a hundred things that cause fatigue. Okay, so you can't just say, oh, that's me. I'm not, I mean, I'm, 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 I want to be honest when I do this stuff, when I tell you things. There's a lot of different things that can cause fatigue. Adrenals are probably the number one. Okay, adrenal, adrenal fatigue, you know. Have somebody, they don't get enough sleep, they drink a lot of caffeinated products, maybe they smoke a lot of cigarettes, they're going to probably be in, a, in, a, in adrenal exhaustion. Really quick way you can determine if you're in adrenal exhaustion is to do what they call Raglan's test, which is where you take your blood pressure lying down and then you get a baseline blood pressure. You might want to take it a couple times, kind of see what it is. And then you stand that person up and immediately retake the blood pressure. Preferably you have the cuff on the arm and just, if it's one of those electronic ones, just reinflate it as soon as they stand up. What you should normally see is a blood pressure increase of anywhere from three to five points, if not even more, depending on the individual when they stand up Reason being, the heart has to work harder when you're standing up than when you're laying down. It's not fighting gravity so much. So in other words, it's normal when you're standing to have a rise in blood pressure. Okay? Both systolic and diastolic, the top and the bottom numbers. If you see a no change, or at worst, a drop in blood pressure, that means your adrenals are so exhausted that it cannot provide that extra push of adrenaline slash epinephrine in order to increase the blood pressure when you stand up. And a lot of times, what will happen? And here's a dead giveaway. Here's 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 self-diagnosed Raglan's test. You sit up from a chair, you stand, or you get up from your bed, and you get dizzy. And it happens all the time. Adrenal exhaustion. You know it, one hundred percent. I don't even need to know anymore, okay? Sometimes this also comes from traumatic events, death in the family, traumatic injury, whatever. Traumatic, you know, a lot of things contribute to adrenal stress. So, for short term, the best thing I know of, like, if, let's say somebody had death in the family, they just want to get out of the woods, short term. The best thing to do that I know of is whole adrenal by... um whole desiccated adrenal by standard process. It's literally the adrenal gland in a desiccated glandular form. And it's it's kind of a not a long-term solution, but it'll get you out of the woods. Really, really good for really traumatic events, death in the family. For long-term rebuilding of the adrenals, adrenamine by standard process, for the money, because Innate has one, but man, it's expensive. I mean so many of Innate's products are really, really pricey. And that's the one thing I really don't like about them. I don't like the fact that they come in these big, bulky glass bottles. They don't utilize space efficiently. And, <coughs> excuse me. And their products are expensive, but they're whole food state and you get what you pay for. And so, you know, that's, that's the trade off. Now, state of process is whole food as well, but a lot of their products seem to be a little bit more, um, more economical. But I don't think they have the technology innate possesses, innate response formulas. They don't have the technology that they they possess. I think they're ahead of the curve on that. But they also don't have products that Standard Process has regarding very specific niche products that I have to have as a doctor in order to address virtually just about everything in the body. I mean, I'm not going to take somebody with like trisomy 21, which is Down syndrome, and reverse the third chromosomal problem of of the 21st chromosome. I'm not going to do that with a product. The only thing, the only... The only entity that could do that is Jesus Christ to heal somebody with Down syndrome. You know what I mean? That's a genetic issue. That that thing is encoded into your DNA. And although there's products that can help maybe improve brain function and things like this, I don't know of any that's going to reverse a chromosomal DNA defect. Okay? So everything has its limitations. There's no magic plethora wand that you go out and buy and, you know, it just cures everything. I mean, God could make something like that, but I just don't have access to it. Uh, so anyway, th- those are kind of the differences there with, with the state of process. But state of process, the, the long-term rebuilding product for adrenals is called Drenamin. And it's a lot more economical. And you know, you're know you going to want to... If, if you're in a really big time adrenal fatigue, you're going to, want to, you're going to want to do like three tablets... Three times a day with meals. And you say, oh, nine tablets. The world was officially going to end right now. The world has ended. I want to take one pill a day and that's it. Well, I'm sorry. But my world doesn't work that way. If you have a product... If you have a problem... Generally, it's taken you years to get to that point where that problem actually finally manifested. If it's adrenal exhaustion, iron deficiency, whatever, it took you a long time to get there typically. And you cannot expect to reverse that in two seconds. But the problem is, is we're brainwashed in America into thinking, I want it Burger King, I want it my way, I want it now, and I want it my way. Well, it doesn't work that way. And this is a big reason why, I'll be honest, it was a relief to get out of private practice. Because... Patients typically did not want to comply, American patients at least. Now, I'm not talking about my listeners. My listeners that order from me, they don't give me any problems. But I'm talking about when I was dealing with patients one-on-one every day. It can be a total nightmare because you know what's best for them. You're a doctor, let's say, trained in doing this. You know what they need to do, but it might be a lot of stuff. And it might take months, and they may feel worse before they get better. Because they're going to go through a detox reaction. Or let's say they're killing off candida and they go through a massive Herxheimer response where all the candida is dying off. Or let's say they're in a parasite protocol and they're killing and they're passing parasites out of them. They're going to feel worse. And it may be for a long time. You, you put something in a liver detox protocol, they may get enraged with fury because the liver is associated with anger. I've seen it happen before. People wanted to strangle me because I put them on Livaplex by standard process. They, they, they start detoxing their liver, they got enraged. Well, okay, back off a little bit. Go to one or two a day. Don't start out full bore. You know, and again, that's why people are resistant. The, you know, the money, it's not covered by insurance. It doesn't happen many times overnight. Some protocols do, but not all. You go into a detox or you're killing candida with like mild silver protein or what. You're going to feel worse. And it may take months to reverse something. We're not programmed that way in America. And so patient compliance, I found, was the biggest obstacle in private practice for me personally. I don't like to twist people's arms. I don't like to do that even up on the internet, what I'm doing now. Listen, If I'm saying things that are offensive to you, I know that that I'm not, I I come off like flippant sometimes and sarcastic and and maybe this or that. And I'm not for everybody. I know that. I'm well aware of that in in my own shortcomings. And I, I am the farthest thing from perfect that I know of. Okay, I'll be the first to admit that. Um, But I'm trying to help people. But I don't like to twist their arms. I don't like to try to force anybody to do something. And I hate it when money gets in the way. Like, oh, we got to talk about money now. Oh, good. I I love this part the most. That's not how I am. Would make a terrible used car salesman. I don't. I wish I could just give everything away. You know what I mean? Just oh, here's what you need. Here, have it all. Knowing though, at the same time that that person was going to be fully compliant with what I was giving them. Here's the problem. If you give somebody something for free, most of the time they don't value it because it has no worth because you gave it to them for free. Therefore, in their own mind, it must be garbage. So that was another problem I ran into. You give away protocols for free, they don't take them. You know, so it it can be maddening. Anyway, let's go further here. I'm venting today, sorry. This is rather cathartic. Uh, so, let's go further here. Uh, okay, so when you get low in iron, that means that you, can, you can't you can as easily get oxygen around the body, and that in turn will result in... They're feeling like you have less energy and are less able to get up and go. Your get up and go has gone up and went. Sorry. I'm getting rather punny today. I mean funny, sorry. So, then the next one is dizziness. Yes, it can actually cause dizziness, just like adrenal fatigue. That's another thing that can do. Pale skin color. So, if you look like a vampire... You might be anemic, you know. You might be, Um, and so that's another thing that you can look for. Now, poor appetite uh, it can also produce that pica, which is something you normally associate with like horses and different types of animals, where like a horse will start like eating its stall and stuff. It's pica. It's the horse is craving something it's not getting in the feed. Okay. And, but pica also occurs in humans. It's a condition in which you get unusual and intense cravings, often for things that are not edible, such as dirt, grout. I like grout the best, grout. It's kind of hard to get to, you know, with your teeth. You know, the grout between all the tile. It's tough. It's tough. You've got you to gotta really, really give a yeoman's effort to get to the grout with your teeth anyway. And then metal, etc., uh, this often is... It, you're, and, the, and a lot of children over the years have been poisoned with lead-based paint due to pica. It's a little-known fact. But uh, paint used to be lead-based, a lot of it, and the interior paint was lead-based. And what would happen is is the children would actually start eating the paint chips, and there are some children that have literally died, and died of lead poisoning. just saw... um when we were in California, one of those forensic files was was a a little black girl that came from Africa, probably was totally deficient and like everything, and was eating the paint chips off the baseboard in the rental house they moved into, and she died and got poisoned. They thought maybe the parents did it. No, it wasn't that at all. She actually did it to herself because she had pica. So anyway, that's something um, that some parents may not even be aware of. Regarding that. Anyway, um, this is your body's way of telling you have a lack of something crucial in your diet. If you find yourself craving metal, in particular, I mean, if you want to gnaw on your bumper, you know, which is, that happens to me at least once or twice a week. I kind of want to gnaw on the bumper, or maybe some rusty nails, maybe my mailbox hinge, something like that. You know, I don't like to admit it, but anyway, yeah, um, if you want to gnaw on stuff like that, you might have pica, And you might need to up the old iron intake. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. I'm saying. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying. So if you find yourself craving metal in particular, then of course this could be a sign of low iron. Okay? Light colored stool. Um, So, stool color, if it's super light, could mean undigested fats. Or, possibly, might mean low iron. Okay. Another thing, burning sensation in the tongue, altered sense of touch, angina, low iron can actually cause angina pain, which is chest pain, but uh, I think it could cause angina because iron has so much to do with uh, oxygen transport via the red blood cells, therefore if your heart wasn't getting enough oxygen, you could actually literally go into angina. It's not the main cause for angina, but it could happen. Brittle nails, rapid heartbeat, feeling cold all the time. It's a big one for women. Women, I'm cold all the time. Okay, it's one of two things most likely, or probably both, for most women. Low thyroid, which is typically they're not getting enough iodine in the diet. Okay? And low iron. Women and men, now granted, men on average have typically have double the blood supply of a woman. Therefore, they stay warm a lot better. Okay? Women don't have quite the circulation of a man and they have about half the blood supply. That's why men and women tend to fight over the thermostat over over what how cold to keep the house. You know, Taylor and I do it constantly. It's fun. It's more of a pastime. Anyway, so yeah, and um but I found out she was low in iron, so that helped right away when when we got her on that. So, feeling cold is a big one, and also uh, thyroid, okay? Typically, you need to bump up the iodine, um, Standard Process has a good one, the prolamine iodine. There's Lugol's iodine that you could find online, natural Lugol's iodine, that doesn't have all the skull and bones warnings, which they put on the lab iodine, but Lugol's that you can, that is safe to consume. Any Lugol's is safe to consume internally, essentially, but there's certain Lugol's out there that is like a lower strength, and they're okay to still sell that. Um, uh, The iodine Alex Jones is selling, I think he's probably got a good product there. I'll be honest, I I do. Um, I don't trust Alex Jones in the long run, in the aggregate. I think that he's going to be one of the ones that ultimately points everybody to, oh, let's say, the Ascended Masters and these types of dudes. Because he has guys like David Icke on, and he's very, he says he's a Christian, but there's a lot of things there. He's very, very new age in his thinking process. He has a lot of people on that are very, very suspect. I've done all kinds of stuff. Warning about him, but at the same time, I still glean from him. I, I think there's enough things up there that are newsworthy that you can glean from, but you have to be careful. Anyway, he's got this new iodine he's selling, and I, I think that it's probably a very good product. Um, so, anyway, f- for those that would ask me about that, uh, so you have some options there on iodine. So, if you have a woman, those are the two things that you want to want to go after for um, if they're cold all the time. Okay, so. And again, if you take iron, it's going to build the blood. You're going to have a bigger blood supply. You're going to you're going to feel more cozy and warm. You know that's why it would work on that irritability, another symptom, headache, shortness of breath because you're not getting enough oxygen to the cells. But headache probably because you're not getting enough oxygen to the brain, which could literally result in a headache. Um, restless leg syndrome, okay, where your legs are just like twitching and you're not even. It's like you're on autopilot, you know, just twitching for no reason, or whatever. So, now, my warning. Iron supplements should never be taken in the absence of a deficiency, since iron is a pro-oxidant of antioxidants, you know, like vitamin C, like grape seed extracts, astraxanthin, Certain vitamins, these are antioxidants. They quench. what does that mean? It means they quench free radicals in the body. Free radicals are basically like these um, things that cause aging in the body. okay They're unstable electrons that essentially go about and they can do damage, cause aging and things of this nature. There are certain things we can take. Antioxidants, quench them. okay Iron is actually a prooxidant. So it it can actually increase free radical production. See, this is why I think it's important to have balance in everything that we do. Balance, balance, balance. Not just one of anything. Because you're going to always produce side effects if you just mega dose on any one particular thing. And too much iron may increase the risk of cancer and heart disease, especially in a man. Not really so much for a woman. But in a man... There are things out there that indicate it can increase cancer and heart disease if you're getting too much. The best way to check for low iron stores and iron deficiency anemia is to have your doctor, I know, you go to the MDs, this isn't going to, anyway, try to find an alternative practitioner that can order some blood tests. Have your doctor check a complete blood count and do an iron panel. An iron panel, not just for iron, but an iron panel. The iron panel includes a ferritin level, which is a measure of how much iron you have stored in your body. If you were a man considering taking iron supplements past the age of twenty, this would be a smart thing to do before you jump on the iron bandwagon. You know now if you got every single symptom of what I said, it's a pretty good indicator that you're you're low in iron, you know. But I'm just saying I have to put that disclaimer in for men in particular. Postmenopausal women—they're not having their cycles anymore. Theoretically, they could run into that problem as well. Iron buildup—if they, especially if they're taking, especially they're taking a garbage form too. I mean, garbage forms can build up in the body easier, you know, in a bad way, um, bad form. So, if you find you get an iron panel back and you're like off the scale. The best way I know of to get it down is to take a product called IP6, which stands for inositol hexophosphate. Now, I have a little history with this product. Me and IP6 go back a long way. We're buddies. We go on vacations together, sometimes separate vacations. But anyway, um, IP6 can be found at basically any health food store. And um, it's a rice bran extract. My experience with IP6 is a long time ago in the mid-90s I was reading about this miracle, newest miracle supplement that was going to come out and how they were using it to treat cancer. And so my grandpa had just been diagnosed with kidney cancer. And they went in to do some type of procedure and they opened him up and they said, oh he's got cancer in this kidney we need to close him back up and we're going to go back in a couple more months to operate on this. Maybe they weren't the oncologist dudes that did that type of work. I don't know. Probably a just to do another surgery is what I thought. Anyway, I could be wrong, though. Well, in the meantime, I said, Hey, Grandpa, um, why don't they put you on this one supplement? This is when I was just kind of in my infancy of dealing with some cancer stuff. And I said, Why don't you go on this product, IP6, and take it for the couple months, and then we'll see if there's any change when they do the surgery again to take the cancer out. So I get him on it for a couple months, put him on probably a good dose of it. They open him back up in two months. Oh, there must be some mistake. It's all gone. The cancer was gone. Now this isn't something where they visualized it on a CAT scan and thought it was cancer. This is something where they opened him up and saw it. And they opened him up again two months later and it was gone. IP6. Why, after what I just told you, do you think that he might have had the cancer. He was probably too high in iron. He took those synthetic garbage nutrients. I remember he did. He probably was taking, and most of, like, my men's, my men's one-a-days, they don't have iron in them for this exact reason, okay? But again, this is not to say that men can't get deficient in it, but the only way to really know for sure is to get the iron panel done, and I wish I had a better other than if you had every symptom of what I just said, eh, you know, I I just don't want to tell a man to do that. So this is like a real double-edged sword here, and and I want to, you know, I'm, I'm being like careful on how I word all this because I don't want you to do the wrong thing. The IP6, what it does is it chelates iron, excess iron out of the body. Okay? I didn't even know that at the time. had no clue. I believe in a man with cancer, this could be one of the main ways how it works, especially if the man developed the cancer because of excess iron. And my grandpa was a good candidate for that, because he took those synthetic garbage vitamins probably for decades. Probably built up too much iron. We brought it down with the IP6, chelated it out. The body then said, okay, I'm going to self-correct. All this cancer just needs to go. I mean, There's no reason for it to be here anymore. I'm not going to develop any more of these, um, these uh, cells in the body, and his body normalized, and the cancer was gone. Now, it's not a panacea. I'm not going to say it's going to work like that on every cancer case. Okay, I've had cancer cases where I've had patients on over 20 things and they still succumbed toward the end. I think cancer has gotten harder and harder and harder to treat. Thank you, Satan, slash, New World Order, for all of the fun things you're doing with The cell phone towers with the Wi-Fi, with the smart meters, with the GMOs in the foods, with the vaccines, with all the garbage in the food, um, with all the plethora of chemicals in the water that are trying to kill us, with the chemtrails. Thank you, Satan. Because I think cancer now is much harder to treat than it was even 15 years ago when that happened with my grandpa. So again, I'm just saying that, that that's my opinion that's, uh, I have had cancer patients, I did very, very good at the beginning, seemed like, treating them, say, oh, this is a breeze, cancer cases are so easy, then all of a sudden, it's like I hit a wall, and all of a sudden, the cancer cases started getting really, really hard to help, and again, I think it's because of all the other things I just listed, now, there's also a lot more out now for cancer, I have a file on cancer, I just email it out to people, I think I've even included it in some of my PDFs that I put out not too long ago, and I just say, listen, do the research. Here's the products that you may want to consider, and and you know, pray about it. Go from there, you know, because it's just a lot harder to deal with now. But if a man has developed cancer from too much iron, I guarantee you, IP six. Well, and I have also found that if you add regular inositol in with the IP six, which stands for inositol hexaphosphate. It, I believe, doubles the effectiveness of the IP6. So that's pretty cool. You could just add a regular inositol supplement. You could get that at any health food store. I have it in the standard process as well. It, all inositol is is a B vitamin. Um, but I like it, obviously, the way I have It's in a whole food form. Anyway, you take that with the inositol hexaphosphate. Doubles the effectiveness. And you also get a nice blood sugar effect. And a liver cleansing effect from the inositol. That's another side benefit of it. It's uh, it's also really good for balancing blood sugar. So, um, And that's it. That's all I have for today. That was the, the little health corner for today that actually turned into a big gigantic health corner. Okay, this is an addendum that I'm kind of tacking on to the end of the iron supplement. Uh, the little uh, iron health corner that I'm doing. The reason being is because I remembered a lot of different things that I left out of uh, the the health corner. Uh, this is the next day. I'm actually doing this addendum. And so I'm just going to tack this on between the end of the iron seminar and then the prayer I say at the end. Uh, so if it seems disjointed, that's why. <clears throat> anyway, regarding iron, um, there's... Other things that I think I need to touch on before I go further. Number one, I didn't give any natural alternatives. I like, how do you get this in the diet? Okay, and probably the best source that I know of is blackstrap molasses. And the problem with that is that for a lot of people, it's a taste issue, and um, it's a convenience issue for a lot of people as well. Getting it, you know, into the body, the taste, and then also the. Um, you know, you're dealing with a very gooey type substance. So, not super user friendly, but that is a, g- a very good source of, um, a, like a whole food source of iron that you could get. It also occurs in red meats, organ meats, dark, and dark green vegetables. That Those are the other good sources. If you feel <clears throat> a lot better, let's say after you eat a steak in particular, that's an indicator, too, that that you may be low in iron. And I've even noticed that about myself before. And I think that the reason for that, um, <clears throat> particularly with a man <clears throat> being low in iron, like I said, it can build up, but you, everybody can get deficient. I'm going to read this little excerpt here um, regarding iron from some standard process literature I have. Uh, we've covered some of this, but... Signs that you needed sensitivity to cold, PMS, uh, menstrual clots, mental sluggishness, um, scanty menses, meaning you don't have a lot of blood flow at your cycle for a woman. The reason that would be is because what little iron you have, your body is going to consolidate and you're not going to have any blood at the time of menses for that to happen, or you're going to have a Amenorrhea, meaning a cycle that is kind of disjointed. It might go too short, it might go too long, it might be you know, that's called amenorrhea, when your cycles are just messed up. That can also be said. Now it's not the only thing that can cause that, <clears throat> but I would say iron is one of the main factors. Chase tree is a very good herb for just regulating cycles. It's the queen of all herbs for doing that. I use a product from MediHerb. It's just a pure chase tree. It's, it's amazing for anything menstrual related, but it won't give you iron. So this is why some people will take products and they'll and it, supposedly they'll be good for something, but because they haven't actually addressed the core issue, they might not get any results at all, or very minimal. In other words, if you were really low in iron and you took chase tree, the chase tree might, would probably help some, but it's not going to give you the iron you need, which is what's actually causing the uh, menstrual irregularities. Um, and so that's another, Said so it's also the ovaries have a lot to do with the cycles, and Standard Process makes one called OVEX, which is really quick, probably the quickest acting product to have for anything, for any type of menstrual cycle disorder. Uh, but again, it won't give you the iron, if that's the issue. So... Anyway, I just want to throw that in there. Um, uh, Let's see here. So, the mental sluggishness and depression have all been linked with anemia in recent years. The quality of the iron in the blood is important as the quantity. So, like I said, the quality is is really everything. I mean, if you're you're taking iron oxide, a really cheap form of iron, you know, it's actually detrimental for you, because it's, it's almost like a borderline poison that you put in your body. Yeah, your body will be able to extract a little bit out of that, but that's, you don't want to put a burden on the body. Especially when you're dealing with a metal like this, because iron is a metal. So, <clears throat> uh, it's a metal that we need, but still nonetheless a metal. Antacids, drugs, and the modern depleted foods all contribute to the anemic profile of most Western civilizations. We'll talk about an acids in a second how that could j- absolutely wreak havoc on a lot of things. Exercise anemia is increasingly being recognized among aerobic exercise participants. Exercise increases the rate at which iron is exhausted in the hemoglobin, the red, red blood cells hemoglobin. okay so if you're exercising a lot, over time you will have a tendency to deplete iron stores male or female, Because you're you're burning it up essentially. It's it's exercise induced anemia. Okay, I think I would think that particularly somebody that was doing a lot of aerobic type exercise long would would have more of a tendency for that. Um, Okay, so when I say when it says antacids, okay, have have contributed to the anemic profile. Of um, the population at large. Well, the reason in acids would do that is, and here's what I failed to mention yesterday. One of the things I did: <clears throat> you have to have an acid stomach in order to digest not only iron but protein, uh, zinc. Uh, you have to have it to uh, for a lot of different trace minerals, magnesium, and then also you need an acid gut in order, I mean an acid upper GI, meaning the stomach primarily is what we're dealing with here, um, in order to digest any parasites you might be eating on like a salad, green leafy vegetables, uh, because they're, they're there to a certain extent. And This is how parasite infestation occurs. A person doesn't have enough hydrochloric acid in the stomach, and what happens is is the parasites get through undigested into the duodenum, and then into the small intestine, and then the large. And then they can grow up to be nice and big and strong in those environments that are not acid enough to kill them. Once you get into into the duodenum, you're actually going into an alkaline environment, which they can thrive in. Also, again, as I said, you cannot digest iron and then zinc and other metals that we need without, and protein, huge one there, can't digest it without an acid um, stomach. And we're totally brainwashed from a very early age into thinking, you know, acid is this evil thing that, that is this, you know, terrible thing in the stomach. God created our stomachs to operate in a, at a pH of 1.5 to 2.5, which is enough to, over time, digest a nail. Like if you threw a nail into something that had that type of pH, over time it would, it would dissolve the nail. The stomach was made to operate in that range. That's how God created you. And it was for those reasons of, of nutrient absorption, of, of killing of parasites, of protein digestion, that that is the case it's not a bad thing. It's the way God created us. When you take an acid to create an alkaline gut, you're doing something totally 100% unnatural to the body. Oh, also calcium, can't absorb it without can't absorb calcium without an acid gut. That's why them putting calcium carbonate in Tums is the height of insanity. Number 1, calcium carbonate takes 13 steps in the body to convert to usable calcium in the bloodstream, which is what we actually use called calcium um, bicarbonate. It's a 13-step progression, calcium carbonate. Calcium carbonate is basically like ground-up rocks, limestone. It's it's an insoluble, really undigestible form of calcium. You only absorb a very, very small amount when you take it in that form. You have to have an um, an acid uh, stomach environment in order to break down calcium and iron. So... Here, the thing is, is here's how you could get food on, like, let's say you take um, even even blackstrap molasses, the iron that's in the blackstrap molasses, let's say you take the iron response from an 8, or whatever product you're taking. Theoretically, you need that product really bad. But, and women have much more of a tendency to have low environments of acid in the GI tract. They They, um, they just do. Particularly if a woman has type A blood, and it's just a physiological thing. There's a book that was called "Eat Right for Your Blood Type." I think there was a lot in there you could glean from, and it told you like what different types of of um, blood type typically had these issues, or maybe they had a strong like type O. People that are type O typically have a lot of stomach acid, and they can usually this isn't as much of an issue for them to digest things like proteins and things of this nature. But a woman typically has lower hydrochloric acid production in the stomach, and if she's type A blood, you're going to have a woman that doesn't like meat. You're going to have a woman, and the reason they don't like meat is because they can't digest it. It's almost like this thing that they think they don't like it, but they don't have the ability to really digest it properly. So they're going to kind of stay away from particularly red meat, which is the hardest, because it also has iron in it. Uh, which makes it doubly hard for them to digest. They'll, they'll lean more toward chicken if they're going to eat any meat at all. And they're going to be deficient in these, in these, these uh, minerals and in the, in the amino acids that are in the protein. They're going to lead more toward veganism or vegans and vegetarianism because that's, that's the way they tend to want to eat. That's what doesn't upset their stomach. They might have a natural inclination just to lean that way, thinking that that this is... But it's actually low hydrochloric acid production is a lot of the root cause of that. So, I mean, some of my most unhealthy patients I have ever had were absolutely vegetarians or vegans. I mean, across the board. Very unhealthy. It's very, very hard to to be a healthy vegetarian vegan. It can be done, but you've got to really you got to really know what you're doing if you're going to go that route. And it's not biblical. It's not biblical at all. That whole George Malcolmist, you know, green movement in the, in the supposed circles, certain circles of Christianity, we're not in Noah's day anymore. When they got off the ark, you know, God said, okay, it's, it's okay to eat meat now. There was a reason for that. Physiologically, environmentally, things had changed on planet Earth. At that point, that's when the lifespan started going down as well. But when we were, when Noah was in Noah's day, there was literally like this ice canopy all around the planet Earth, and it doubled the. Um, and Ken Hovind gets into this in his tapes. In his uh, go to uh, YouTube and just key in Kent Hovind and Kean I don't know dinosaur. You'll find him. He he gives a very good scientific explanation of the differences. There was like double the oxygen content in the air. There was double the atmospheric pressure, so you absorbed more oxygen. Uh, we weren't getting bombarded with all the UV radiation. It was being filtered through this like this ice canopy that was almost up in, in the sky or in the space or some way it was actually suspended. And it was it was an environment where you could live to be eight, nine hundred years old. That's why how you know Methuselah lived that long and, and that's why they grew a lot bigger, and that's why the dinosaurs were so big and this and that. And then they weren't eight billion years ago, the dinosaurs. Okay, that was in Noah's day. But when the flood happened, and part of the reason the flood happened was because that canopy broke up and then the fountains of the deep broke out, and yeah, it was God's judgment. But there were reasons it was happening, and that flooded the the planet and then, when it was all said and done, we didn't have that canopy protect us anymore. We didn't have double the atmospheric pressure of oxygen um, we the oxygen content wasn't doubling there. It would be like you living in a in a hyperbaric chamber twenty four seven almost even better than a hyperbaric chamber. That's how they got so big and lived so long because they were they were bigger than us back then, quite a bit. And so, again, he goes into it in much better detail than I do. Uh, but that's kind of a, a little explanation of that. But I know I really got off on a rabbit trail there. Um, we were talking about the stomach acid. So, taking in acids is a very detrimental thing to do. Um, and it will totally hinder your absorption of those things I mentioned, including iron. So, you might need iron, but if you can't absorb it, then. It's not going to do you a lot of good. So that's something that could really hinder a, a protocol. Um, the gastrointestinal system that has to be working to a certain extent in order for any protocol to work. Because if you can't absorb what some a person what you're trying to take or what a doctor's trying to give you an alternative healthcare practitioner, then it's really of no use to you. You're not going to get a lot out of it. Uh, so that's something to to bear in mind too. When you don't have enough good acids, hydrochloric acid, and the stomach lining is too thin, what ends up happening is you produce, the they're called the acids of putrefaction, or putrefication. Meaning, these acids are actually bad acids that are in the stomach. And if you have somebody like that, generally what that will do is start thinning the lining of the stomach which will make your stomach very sensitive and what people do is run to the antacids to put that fire out, these acids of putrefaction and what they're doing though is they're creating an alkaline gut, they're creating an alkaline stomach and you can't absorb a whole lot in that Um, particularly the things that we talked about and you're going to create a just massive problem in your body uh, over time especially so for somebody like that they would need to create a Really heal the lining of the stomach would be where you'd want to start. pepsin E3 by Standard Process is the probably the best product I know of to actually heal the stomach. Um, pituitrophin by Standard Process is also. There's actually a connection from the pituitary gland to the stomach and for some reason that product really works good with that protocol. And if you have a bleeding ulcer, then you add in chlorophyll complex by Standard Process. These are all things that will heal the stomach. And then, what you want to do is, is take good acids, a good acid-based digestive enzyme with meals or with whatever you're trying to digest. And that's, how, that's the only way I know of to correct that situation. Um, you kind of have to do all of that. You need the good acids. If you, if you live on acids, man, you, it's, it's like it's a slow death sentence, what you're imposing on yourself, essentially. Uh, you're ensuring that you're just not going to be getting what you need and you're creating a horrificly bad, alkaline, bad environment in the gut that is uh, totally unnatural. And you will pay the price more and more over time. Maybe at the first you feel, oh, hey, this stuff's great, you know. Yeah, you get temporary symptomatic relief, which is how all drugs work, but you're actually making the underlying problem worse over time. Some people also have hiatal hernias, which also contribute to this problem. There's adjustments that chiropractors can actually do. Um, or you could go up to YouTube and, and hydal hernia, self-adjustment, and you could do it on yourself. I'll, that's all I'll say. There's different ways people do it. That's another way to actually correct that. Also, if your mid-back is out of alignment, that's the nerve supply to the stomach. That can also be how uh, the stomach kind of goes out of whack. Your, your nerve—it's like your fuse box to your your stomach. The the nerve supply to the stomach, the power supply to the stomach, has been interfered with, and that's when you get your back out of alignment from a chiropractic standpoint. That's called a subluxation. It's a minor misalignment of the bones of the spine, which causes nerve interference to a given organ, and that can also contribute to that. So, if you can't hold your chiropractic adjustments it's almost always low manganese, manganese, Now, magnesium, manganese, it's the quickest way I know of to help uh, patients hold their adjustments, I had hundreds of patients when I was in practice, I put them on manganese, they didn't need to hardly come see me after being on that product for a little bit of time, so that's really important, now what I'm saying, I said all that to say this, if, if you are low hydrochloric acid, which is Women tend toward that. That's another reason I think they get more anemic. And then any, any any kind of blood type other than O, especially type A, you're going to really be prone to, to anemia. And you would want to try to introduce something like zipine, um, Or you could take apple cider vinegar. Organic apple cider vinegar. Bragg's probably has the best. It has the what they call the mother still in the vinegar. And it's a truly organ. You have to shake it, but it's the best kind and I don't, it hasn't been heated. So you could do a teaspoon of a, apple cider vinegar and, let's say, a tablespoon of blackstrap molasses. If you wanted to do it that way, okay, um, you could mix them even together. You could put the apple cider vinegar at the bottom of a glass, do like a tablespoon of blackstrap molasses, organic. I always recommend that. The apple cider vinegar will literally dissolve the blackstrap molasses it'll do that with honey too you have to kind of stir it a little bit and then maybe put a little bit of water in there um and that blackstrap molasses actually give it flavor that would be a really really good iron tonic for really anyone but particularly a woman so that's a natural way you can do this i I don't want to sit up here and say oh you gotta buy this product Okay, which is, I got convicted about that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about blackstrap molasses yesterday. So that's a natural way you can do it. um, And totally whole food, and, and then there's all kind of benefits to the apple cider vinegar. You know, you could even put a little bit of honey in there, too, if you wanted the blackstrap molasses and the honey. A little bit of that, too. or Raw, organic, unheat-treated, locally grown honey is the best. It's very, very good for allergies. Locally grown, raw, you know, not organic type honey. If you can find it, that's that's the best. I mean, it's the way God made it, put it here, and so that's something else to think about. So, um, I think I think that's all I had had to say. Um, my notes here on the iron products. Every menstruating woman would benefit from. Well, one. Whatever you can do per day of the iron, and um, or you could do the blackstrap molasses and the apple cider vinegar. I think that's a really good combo there. Uh, other things that actually support an iron product would be sesame seed oil. That's another thing you could do to build the blood up. The chlorophyll complex by standard process, a very good blood builder. These are things that are the iron's going to build the blood, especially a whole food iron like. Innate response formula. Blackstrap molasses is going to build the blood up. That's what we're trying to do. Create a healthier blood. Also, another symptom of, of anemia could be a blue tint to the white of the eyes. That's that's another note that I had made here. Because I always would make notes as I would go through things. And over time, I would accumulate a lot of different notes about a given product. So, um, that was quite a bit of information, extra information, I just threat you there, but you just got a education on iron that, like, if I was going to teach doctors, because that's kind of what I was being groomed to do within standard process, the problem, the reason I never really pursued it is because I didn't want to be locked into one product line. The problem with, I saw with the seminar speakers that, 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 are on the, uh, the standard process circuit for doctors is that they they can only talk about standard process, and I love standard process, but I'm not going to be locked into one product line and only and not be able to talk about like innate response formulas or other products that are really good because that's like pigeonholing me, and I just refuse to be pigeonholed. So I have this type of ministry where I'm not affiliated with it, with any denomination, I'm not, I just call myself a born again Bible believing Christian, and, and I'm not locked into some dogma that I'm forced to believe a certain thing, I just want to try to go by what the Bible says, I want to try to seek out truth, and, and this is the way I found it to be most effective. So, anyway, um, that's all we have for today, actually this ended up probably being <clears throat> a very long study, I'm almost totally out of time on my recorder. Um, and I might even split the iron I don't know I might I might split the iron into the fourth part I don't know we'll see uh, either way this will be a three or four part study for, for the date that was mentioned and uh, God bless you and the next thing you hear is me praying thank you uh, sorry but once I get going it's kind of tough to slow me down sometimes so anyway I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer thank you Father God for this day thank you for your goodness and your mercy Lord I do thank you, Lord, for letting us come together again, and, and um, hopefully that this information will benefit, Lord, my listeners um, and their families. I pray, Lord God, that this wickedness that is perpetuating and growing right now by the day be exposed. That this wickedness, Lord, be stopped in as much as it is your will, Lord. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we have committed, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. We praise you, Lord. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.